Welcome to Making Sales Social Live, as we share LinkedIn and social selling training, strategies, and tips that will have an immediate impact on your business. Join Bryn Tillman and me, Bob Woods, every week. Making Sales Social Live. This is the recorded version of our weekly Making Sales Social Live show. Thanks for joining us for this special episode of the Making Sales Social podcast. Throughout the year, we at SSL hold monthly or twice a month masterclasses for our membership. During these sessions, we host the top voices in sales, marketing, and business as they share their expertise with our members. During our masterclasses, attendees get to ask questions of our special guest speakers, and we get to really dive in deep into the subjects they're presenting. And since they're all Zoom meetings, there are visuals too. In this special Making Sales Social episode, we'll highlight some of those masterclass sessions we held throughout 2023. Minus those visuals, of course. And at the end of this episode, I'll share how you can access both live and on-demand masterclasses for free. First off, we hosted Tom Poland in April. He's a best-selling author and creator of the Leadsology Method. Tom discussed using webinars to brand yourself as an expert in your field and get real sales from them. He also spoke about how to attract people to those webinars in the first place. Because so much of marketing produces roller coaster results. You know, you have you have this flow of new clients coming in and they dry up and then you're kind of at the bottom of the roller coaster. And it's all very exciting when you're going up the roller coaster and you're at the top of the wonderful view. But as you go down the roller coaster and clients are drying up, it can it can produce a few uh, a bit of anxiety and a few screams. I'll just get rid of this. So it, the idea here is that we have a systematic approach to lead generation. And there's really two sort of categories of lead generation, if you want. One is the, the, the lead generation that's one-on-one. Uh, you're initiating it. It's your time. You're going to networking meetings, perhaps trade conferences, business, uh, business networking uh, seminars. Maybe you set up a booth at a trade show or something like that. Probably a bad idea, but it's that sort of thing. You get the idea. It's personal efforts required, and it's typically one-on-one. The other category is where you can generate leads at scale. And for that, you need some sort of audience. And this is, this is where OPN or other people's universe come in. Essentially, the concept is this. Let me give you the real big picture, then we can dive into why this is so cool and so on. Um, so the real big picture is this. You run a webinar once a month. And all of your lead generation comes from that one hour. You have hundreds of people in attendance, and the audience is uh, being generated by other people who have email lists. And I'm choosing my words very carefully here. Those email lists contain subscribers who, for the most part, would be interested in your, your style of service, whether you're a weight loss consultant, a relationship therapist, um, a sales and marketing person, uh, whatever your the intellectual property is that you're a specialist and they would be interested in that. So that's the big picture. One webinar a month, hundreds of attendees. You need bulk in order to generate. For most people need bulk in order to generate enough new client inquiries. Um, the new client inquiries that you get from that one webinar are exceptionally high quality because they've already agreed that they can afford to work with you. They've literally checked the box saying, yes, I understand your fees are X, Y, Z per month. Uh, and it's so many months, and, and I have that in my budget, and I'm interested in that. So we're talking about bulk lead generation 
that's uh, high quality and that's predictable to the point where you're getting those inquiries pretty much every week because with the webinar, you want to do a follow-up, not a replay because that'll damage your attendance numbers. Much of sales is about messaging. If you don't have a good message that's brief and memorable, you're way behind your competition. In May, copywriter and sales funnel strategies expert Dawn Upwan joined us to discuss mastering your message for maximum impact so you can say what you do in 10 words or less effectively. And so when I'm talking about messaging, I'm talking about like your brand message, the overall feel of your brand um, in a nutshell, who you serve and what result you get them is what I'm talking about with messaging. Copywriting is more like the nitty gritty and we'll get to that in a little bit. But um, to start with your messaging, I one of my favorite stories, a few years back, I was on Zoom in a meeting like this with a bunch of entrepreneurs and one guy was sharing how he was just struggling to create his messaging. He's like, I don't really know how to talk about uh, what I do. And he held up a couple of like comp notebooks and he's like, I have 400 pages of notes. Um, you know, I've, I've been working on trying to launch this business for two years. And then he's like, I, I wrote a sentence, it's 42 words long. And he starts reading us this sentence um, about what he does. And when he got done, it was a very long winded sentence. Um, I unmuted and I was like, so what you really do is, and in seven words, I was able to encapsulate what he did. And he, his face just kind of like had this look of shock. And he was like, how did you do that? In so little words, you haven't even read my notebooks yet. Like, I don't need the 400 pages. We just need to boil it down because the thing is with your messaging, if, if you have more than 10 words, that's why I say 10 words or less people aren't gonna remember. They're not gonna remember what you do and they're not gonna remember to refer you because that's a big part of business is relationships and referrals. And they're not gonna remember 42 words or 400 pages to tell someone, oh yeah, I know this guy, he does X, Y, Z. So to finish off that story, he was, um, his seven words were, I help homeowners eliminate their electricity bills. And uh, he is in the States, he's in the Phoenix area. So if you're familiar with that area of the country, uh, AC in the summer, he said people's electricity bills could be as high as $2,000 a month, uh, which is crazy. Yeah, Amanda's shaking her head. So um, in, his, in his geographic area, that was a big deal. If you could eliminate $2,000 a month, I'd be like, hey, yeah, tell me about that, right? So um, he was into solar. And he, he produced and installed solar panels on people's homes. Now, a couple of things I wanna point out about this 10 words or less statement. The number one, it doesn't tell you what he did. In those seven words, it didn't say anything about solar or anything. It told you the who and the what, what results. So the who are homeowners. And obviously it would be in that Phoenix area um, because he's a brick and mortar, but um, the who, and then what result he got them, eliminate their electricity bills. So the thing that I see gets um, people caught up so much with messaging is trying to explain all the things, right? In one sentence, they're like, I can cram it all in because I do 15 things for my clients. And I get that. I get that lots of us have multifaceted um, ways that we serve people, but you really want to boil it down 
number one, so that they know exactly who you're talking to. Homeowners, because they would be the decision makers that could invest in solar and eliminating electricity bills. So other things might be, I help brand new moms fit in their skinny jeans again. Again, very specific uh, with a specific result. I help people lose 21 pounds in 30 days, that kind of thing. I help people build a business to 10K months in 90 days or six months. And in those examples, you'll notice I also have not only the specific result that they get, but a time frame. So if you can time frame it, people love fast, quick, easy results, right? Pricing a product or service is as much of an art form as it is data-driven. No matter if you work for a large company, if you're in business all by yourself, or anywhere in between. In October, we hosted author and sales trainer, Bill Kasky. He detailed a strategy to stay out of what he calls the commodity dungeon by pricing any product or service at the right level so that it's not seen or thought of as a commodity. And it all starts with mindset. So number one is, uh... You've got to have a mindset of detachment. And this is kind of, I mean, this is one of these areas that people, I, I was even giving a speech about a year ago, and the guy who came after me basically said this, basically said, you don't know what you're, the guy, the speaker before me, and I was sitting in the back, I was right there, he maybe didn't know, he goes, he doesn't know what he's talking about. You can't detach. Detach means you don't care. You're not going to make a sale if you, if you, if you carry that attitude of I don't care. Well, he obviously didn't listen to my speech because detachment has nothing to do with not caring. Detachment is your ability to unencumber to unencumber yourself from the outcome. So the instant you become attached to the sale or to the result, your behavior changes. You start to do things that are not on track, that are not part of this journey. You start to take shortcuts. You start to... Uh, read buying signals differently when you're attached. A person might say, yeah, I, th I think we're interested in this. And you run back and tell your boss, oh man, they love this stuff. Well, that's not what he said. He said he might be interested, but because of our attachment to, to an outcome, we hear things we shouldn't hear. So one of my first goals is to help you get to a place where you can detach from the outcomes to which you're going to say, but Bill, if I detach from the outcomes, nobody's going to buy anything from me. And that's just false. When you detach from the outcomes, you're stronger in the process. You will ask the questions that need to be asked. You'll challenge them where you need to challenge them. You'll, you'll demand to see the people in the, in the company who make the decision without fear. When you're detached, there is no fear. You will be a better guide when you're detached from the outcomes. So my tip here, and I'm, I'm going to go through these 10, there's three of them, but I want to dig deeper on this as one. The tip is, and, and again, I know this is like, uh, you know, uh, a, a, well, of course, if you release all your attachments to the outcome, you meditate, you ruminate, you think on it, you give voice to it. In fact, I would even suggest you give voice to it to the prospect. So I had a call yesterday, which I'll tell you about a little bit later, but I have a call yesterday with somebody who's got a team of 10 people and they listen to the podcast and they said, yeah, I want you to, I want you to come in and, and I want to talk to you about working with my team. And whenever I hear that, I always slow down and say, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. 
you don't know me. I don't know you. You don't know what I charge. You don't know what I teach. Now, in this case, they did because they're podcast listeners. But I always want to start up front by declaring my detachment. And you should do this too. And the way you declare it is very simply, you give voice to it and say, look, I know this is what we do. I'm not sure whether I can be of help to you because I'm not really clear on what you want to accomplish. So let's talk a little bit today. Let's ask each other some questions. And at the end, one of two things is going to happen. Either we're going to see that there's a fit here or we're going to see there's not. And I'm okay with either answer. When you operate from that point of detachment, everything is on the table. The prospect relaxes, their guard goes down, they're not seeing you as everybody else that comes in their, in their company or gets on calls with them. Now, if you're going to do this, you can't back it up two minutes later with some kind of plea to buy something from you, because now you're a con man. Now, that, that de declaration of detachment didn't mean anything. So my first uh, mission here in commanding a premium is to detach from the outcomes have the mindset of detachment. When you do that, it frees up your energy. You're going to be much more able to say what needs to be said and do what needs to be done in the sales process. Everybody cool with that. Give me a thumbs up, thumbs down. I know this is, if you haven't heard this before, it might feel like, oh, what, what is this? Some kind of trick. It's not a trick. I don't want, I don't want you to detach as a trick. I want you to be detached from all outcomes in your life. I think your outcomes get better when you do. Did you ever think, if I could just tweak a couple of things about my business, I'm sure I can do better? Well, we hosted expert sales trainer Amanda Abello last September, and she brought us three tweaks that you can add to your business to triple your sales without cold calling or direct messaging. One of those tweaks has to do with AI. You know, I'm currently pumping out about five videos a day, uh, sorry, five videos a week on YouTube. It's taking me maybe a couple of hours a week to do. Uh, to give you an idea, because I've been in digital marketing for since 2010, I think, something like that. Man, it used to take me literally hours <laughs> to get four videos done, edited, uploaded to YouTube with the right SEO. It would take a whole weekend just to do four videos. Now I can do four videos in a couple of hours thanks to AI. So one of the things that's really cool right now is that we do have AI. It's a newer, I mean, AI technology isn't new, but I guess AI to the masses is newer and it saves you so much time and helps to become more efficient. So what we've done in my business is we've basically taught AI to be our marketing team. We taught AI to sound exactly like us. So all I gotta do is go into ChatGPT. ChatGPT's already been trained with uh, social media content, video testimonials, emails that performed very well. We created a brand voice style guide and I'll have an idea like, um, oh, uh, follow-up is really important. Here's how to automate follow-up. I just put that into ChatGPT and ChatGPT spits out emails, video scripts, social media, you name it, right? And I wrote 30 emails in 30 minutes. Two weeks ago, I actually have a video on YouTube live today specifically about how I did that with ChatGPT. 30, 30 emails in 30 minutes.
thanks to AI. Now, why is this so important? It's important for a few reasons. Number one, you reduce your marketing costs. So as I said, right, we reduced my, when I started building out these systems and really leveraging AI and thinking about working smart instead of hard, or basically creating an automated salesperson, which is essentially what I did, um, what I what started happening was I started decreasing my expenses. I went from having a business that cost me at least $15,000 a month to run, right? And that was with marketing help. That was with sales help. That was with all the software and systems and all that stuff. I can now run this business on less than $2,000 a month. That's massive. That is huge savings. And it all has to do with building a machine and automations and using AI. Because the minute I learned how to use AI and people have come after me for this, but I say this as a former content marketer, I fired all the marketers on my team that weren't getting me as good results as AI was or the output that I needed. So you immediately slash your expenses when you learn how to do this. That's rule number, that's pro number one. Pro number two, right, is the fact that you're able to do more output in less time. I don't know if anybody saw Alex Hormozzi's $100 million leads a few weeks ago, but one of the things he talked about was building a brand and video and, and goodwill and really putting a lot of content out there. Thanks to AI, I can literally triple my content output from what I was doing before, but it doesn't take me triple the time. It actually takes me less time to do. And that has all been because I trained AI to be my marketing team, or I use AI tools for editing, or I use AI tools for repurposing content. So AI has been huge for us. And basically the, the main thing of today, right, is to learn how to use technology in your business to yield you more money and also give you a better quality of life. Because if you're able to do more with technology, you're able to make more money very quickly simply because you're getting in front of more people a lot faster. And at the end of the day, that this is a game of getting in front of as many people as you possibly can. And in addition to that, if a lot of the menial tasks or a lot of the tasks that take up a lot of time are taken care of or they're automated, then you can spend more time really cultivating deep relationships. We'll wrap up this look back with a masterclass taught by our own Bryn Tillman on a new trend that we've been heavily discussing. Being a micro-influencer is much different from the traditional definition of a social media influencer. The big difference? You'll likely get sales conversations started by being a micro-influencer. Micro-influencers are building rapport, providing real value, developing trust and credibility by being a resource. Macro-influencers don't really build rapport. Macro influencers are, are untouchable in most people's minds, right? They're out there influencing, but it's really hard to communicate with them because they have this huge following where a, a micro influencer is building rapport with their network. It's a smaller group, but it's more of the right people. So we have five micro-influencer tenants. So the first one is detach from what your the audience is worth to you and attach to what you are worth to the audience. The reason is really this next one. We typically, as 
sales people, and that's like, this is micro-influencer for business development, right? We have a whole litany of things that we want our prospects to know, but that does not make us an influencer. That makes us a salesperson. We need to make sure that what we are sharing is content that they want to consume. So rather than sharing content that you want them to know, share content that you want them to consume. Find other influencers that are attracting or bigger influencers even that are attracting your audience that are not necessarily a competitor, right? And then engage with both, and we'll, we'll talk more, but engage with both the influencer and the people that they're attracting. They have comments and reactions. This is your network and they're engaging on content around your, you know, around, around your topic or similar topic, chances are if they like their stuff and you do a good job, they'll like your stuff. So you are actually proactively building a readership. That's another, that's micro-influencer, a macro-influencer, big influencer, just as a magnet, period. Right. And stop telling your audience how you can help them and simply help them. And that's a huge one. So Bob, how'd I do in our last, since our last conversation and updating these? <laughs> oh, you are muted. Yeah. There, there's only four here. Oh, there's a fifth. <laughs> Engage 10 times more than you post. Oh yeah. Right, this is it. If you wanna become an influencer, Engage, engage, engage. So let's talk about this for a moment. First, the algorithm. When you engage 10 times more than you post, your post will show up in front of the people you're engaging with. I'm going to repeat that. It, it, I'm going to reframe it. You have control, some control over who sees your content. When you engage, and we'll talk about this, but when you engage with specific folks, their content, you're reacting, you're sharing their content, you're commenting. When you share content, they are more likely to see it. So not just engaging, but engaging with people that you want to see your content. Bob, do you want to add anything to that? No, I think that that went through uh, that that went through everything that I would definitely go through too, except um, when it comes so so the whole micro versus macro thing, I, I I also think is really important because macro influencers are just people who we think of are our influencers. They may be looking for specific audiences, but they're looking for more like a general demo, demographic audience, you know, like females twelve to twenty five, or you know young young people in general and and things like that when we're talking about our micro influence we're talking about audiences um comprised of people who we want to have conversations with and that's not going to be anywhere nearly the number of people that these macro influencers are looking for so i would suggest always keeping that in mind too when it comes to to thinking about micro influencers
These are highlights from just five of our masterclass sessions. Over the course of 2023, we at Social Sales Link produced 13 masterclasses that had these same kinds of takeaways and aha moments. If you'd like to be in the know with not only live access to future masterclasses, but on-demand access to our three most recent sessions, sign up for a Social Sales Link library membership at socialsaleslink.com slash library. Again, that's socialsaleslink, all one word, dot com slash library. And remember, this is absolutely free. Here's hoping your 2023 was a success for you and that 2024 either meets or exceeds your expectations. I'm Bob Woods from Social Sales Link. And when you're out and about, be sure that you're making your sales social. Don't miss an episode. Visit socialsaleslink.com slash podcast. Leave a review down below. Tell us what you think, what you learned, and what you want to hear from us next. Register for free resources at linkedinlibrary.com. You can also listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play. Visit our website, socialsaleslink.com, for more information.